0: All right, I'm live at the Red House with my friend, Amanda. Thank you for coming over to be on the podcast.
1: Okay, thanks for having me.
0: All right, so uh, we've been friends for a couple years.
1: Yeah, I, th- I was thinking um, how long we've been friends. It's actually like, I think, six years. Hmm. Isn't that weird?
0: Yeah, I guess it's been a while.
1: Yeah, we had a whole two-year pandemic.
0: <laughs> so it feels- That makes
1: it feel different, but... Yeah, six years. You've had dinner with my mom, even. Yep, <laughs> that was fun.
0: Yeah, uh, you said last time I hung out with you, you said something that I think informs um, why I wanted to podcast with you because we start like we started out in one place, I think, like uh, at the same time as one another, with a set of beliefs, and we've been able to kind of watch and track and argue about stuff over the years.
1: Yep. We both changed our minds a lot, which is good. That's (laughs) cool. I like that. I'm glad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if... I have some things that I just straight up want to like ask you your opinion about, but uh, maybe what we could start with is you could like lay down a foundation of the beliefs that maybe you were exposed to or came up with and then sort of like what your education was in and all that. Just like the foundation of how you see the world.
1: Growing up, I was raised in a church in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, which was really beautiful. It was a beautiful place. It was a cool little church. Like it was a Methodist church. And they were not too like I don't know. Um I felt like they weren't they truly weren't very judgmental. They were like these beach hippie people, kind of. Mm. And and Methodist church is not as rigid about rules. It's a lot more laid back. Like, we didn't even know what Methodism meant. We didn't, <laughs> didn't care. Nobody cared. We just wanted to go where you do the church thing. So mainly it was about just, like, singing. I was marrying the play. I have a, one of my, my childhood memories. I had a little veil. <laughs> and um, it was fun. It was fine. It was good. And then I started asking questions about it when I was still young enough to be living there. Uh, so that was bef- ninth grade or earlier at some point in the public parking lot when it was raining. I asked my dad, why are we Christian? I guess I learned about names of other religions by school or something. I don't know. Mm. It wasn't like there was the Internet and you could just Google things like on your phone real quick. So some some something exposed me to it. Uh, I guess maybe... Uh, must have been school probably which is good i'm glad i got exposed to it i just started asking why and when i was a kid i think i did believe it i think i had a belief in a higher being and i do i think i still do it's just changed that's fine yeah um but i have gone to every extreme i've been as angry as you were of an atheist mm-hmm. that's okay people need to do that i get that like it makes me really mad um, sometimes the way people can use religion to as a tool to manipulate people. Like, clearly that's what it is. Come on. It's like, it's not a, uh, I, I, I mean, not always. I'm not saying it's always that. I just gave you an example from my childhood where, like, church, I think, and religion was really great for me. I was like, we, I like Sunday school. It was fun. And right. then I went from that, from being seriously, like, angry, atheist, yeah, f- philosophy, like, just too way too much into it. Like, uh, I wasn't too, it was good. I needed to do that. That's what I felt I needed to do at that time, and that's what I did. So that's fine. And then I decided, well, I'm done with this for now. I'm going to slowly become really catholic but never i maintain and you can go back and look (laughs) way back in our text i promise you i've never done it because i'm like this would be way too crazy Because that was like four years ago yeah i swear though i always said with our arguing came down to one major question which was um is it possible that you're wrong that Mm -hmm. that, about this and my answer I maintain was always yes of course and and yes it's possible yes of course now that I think is the difference between the way I was Catholic and the way a lot of other people are Catholic they Mm -hmm. cannot they cannot even say it one once I felt maybe it would help if you put it when when I was in this argument with a person like, can you hold the belief? You don't have to assent to the belief and say it's not. Like, it's like you can do, you can have these two things simultaneous. Beliefs. One, yes, it's possible. Two, I believe it's actually true, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, spot on. Um, I think that is why I wanted to talk about this subject, because I, I remember it the same way. Like, I, I, I remember, too, that you did admit like that was it was a it good because
1: one time I swear you argue with me about it but well, that's okay
0: we argued a lot <laughs> like I remember yeah. being outside of Camino and people act, like we were outside of the picnic tables and people were actually looking back over at us because we were arguing so much about religious views like really loudly. yeah
1: I don't remember that
0: yeah it was uh it was funny but yeah we got really it was an in, you were my intense like debate partner for yeah years yeah um but i i wanted to like highlight that because i'm fascinated by what i've watched because of that period because of other time periods where we've talked about ideas you seem to me like different than than some people you seem to me like you really wrestle with ideas and beliefs and stuff in a really hands-on way and you will like entertain them as deeply as you can until For some reason, it like doesn't do something or something like
1: that. Oh, yeah, I will get really. Yeah.
0: What is that like?
1: It's hard to say because I feel like it's not an option for me to do it or not. Mm. So.
0: Like it's just your nature. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, I guess what I if we're talking about belief. So, I mean, the ones I like to talk about are. What is freedom? What is even knowledge? How do we define, like, what are your beliefs about these things? What is freedom? What is knowledge? What? How do we know things? In what ways can we know things? In what ways can we even hold a belief? Uh, there's so many different ways to talk about beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, um, most of the time, though, I, th- I feel like I always leave room for there to be change. I- I'm trying to think of belief that the only belief i ever come back to is just weird like dark belief about like re- and it's really specific and i can be like that's the one thing i think i would never question and it's just like murder murdering innocent humans always seems bad i feel like okay that's a belief maybe i'm sure about <laughs> i'm i am sure about of course yeah why that's the only example i That's an example my mind always goes to is to try to figure out that is there any beliefs I don't question? I'll try to go to something like that
2: Hmm. and
1: investigate it. So that's kind of what it's like. If you get really into something, you also get really into investigating it. Like, why believe this thing? Asking more and more questions until you get to an unanswerable question. And it's like, okay, well, keep going now. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, yes, I guess.
0: I mean, I, I re, uh, you probably realize I'm going to ask some of this like kind of like a devil's advocate kind of way, but yeah, because I it's not like I don't understand that curiosity. But you know, there are some people in the world that it's a lot more simple than that. It's a lot more like you find a model that works that like brings about a, a bearable life, and you just do that. What do you think it is for you that, that like that that simplicity doesn't speak to you? Like you need to keep going
1: what okay I I don't equate changing my ideas often with like okay I what do you mean by simple?
0: you know like someone who I don't know like what I observe from uh, maybe if we think of like fundamentalist Christians sometimes it's not like it's not like matters of theology or philosophy or whatever aren't interesting period to them but it's more like what is what is the good in challenging ideas, uh, related to say Christianity? If I like my life is functioning, I'm happy with what I believe. And like, I sleep okay at night, Mm -hmm. you know, they they find like, I think a lot of, not just Christianity, but a lot of people who settle into a belief system, uh, of that sort, they kind of do it and it brings them some sort of peace. And it sounds like for you, You're more invested, personally invested in sort of like the question aspect of it and taking that as far as it can go.
1: Yeah. But what does that have to do with simplicity?
0: It seems, uh, I guess.
1: Like it's not simple? Like that's a not simple thing to do?
0: Yeah, I think like, um, I guess I would say, well, questioning things. To the degree that you do and the degree that a lot of people do. Questioning those belief systems to the point where you can't even always hold them or whatever. Sometimes you, like, lose the belief system. Yeah. Seems like it would be simpler for you, easier for you, if you were just like, fuck it, I'll just have a belief system and not question it. But that's not your nature.
1: Yeah, it's not. I literally couldn't do it.
0: Obviously, you don't know where every part of your nature and your brain and everything comes from. But
1: Why Why is it like that? My dad's is like that. So is my sister's.
0: mm so that is a part of
1: my family a little bit. He's my dad's the one who said, "I don't know," when I asked him, "Why are we Christian?" Mm. Why do you believe in this God and not a different God?" He would say, "I don't know. <laughs> there's not basically he would say there's not a good answer. He I mean, he would say something that it means in other words it's not a good answer. I I don't have a good answer. There's no good answer.
0: I guess I'll ask you this since you were talking about what our beliefs and stuff. Maybe we'll start there. Like, yeah, what can you tell me about what beliefs actually are? Because I, I have some opinions that may be different from you. Okay.
1: That. What are beliefs? That's a really hard. Okay. So, I would say it's an idea that you hold as true. I think it needs to be Something or something you think is at least possibly true, because that's what beliefs are for me. Hmm. That's what they are for me. It's something I think is possibly true about the world, life, the way to, the way humans live, the way we can know things. It's about any of those things. So, yeah, a set of ideas about how to interpret the world around you that you think is possibly true. Mm-hmm. What's your definition of belief?
0: I don't know if I have a pure definition or a clean definition, but I think for usually I think I would ordinarily probably uh, agree to that definition. But what I think is interesting is how much belief seems to be related to behavior. And lately I've been really bothered by how much belief Hmm. comes with like a, a whole pattern of thoughts instead of just one.
1: Wait, what do you mean about behavior? Because I feel like you just changed the subject really quick after you said that.
0: When I say behavior, I suppose what I'm sort, sort of start to get to is, like, identity and the way that you express your identity through behavior.
2: Mm.
0: And so, like, think of it this way. If you think that, um, like, if you believe, if you say that you believe that conservatism has some relationship with what's the best way to organize society or something, maybe you're more likely to buy a hat that says make America great again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So belief isn't just something like an opinion in your head, I guess. It also no, seems I to guide your no, life in I a think way.
1: belief is, it's also that, but you don't have to have that. Like, what I said is, more a fundamental definition I mm-hmm. think I think that you can you just you're just building upon the definition but you don't have to have those things to hold a belief like I hold beliefs about things that don't <sighs> maybe you do have to have those things maybe you do have to act you it does have to you're saying it has to influence your behavior in order for it to be a belief I think that's a a big leap that I don't know I would have to think more about that. Before well, it I just seems say.
0: that way in a way. Cause it's like, possible, think, I like when you were a Catholic, you know, and you think of a little, like you think of the a quintessential Catholic. Does that is that reflected in their what it, actions, the way that they live their life?
1: What does a quintessential Catholic mean?
0: I wouldn't know, but what you,
1: like What does the word quintessential mean?
0: Let's just say stereotypical, or let's say oh, like general. Generalized
1: like if I were to generalize yeah. a Catholic that's supposed to be ideal. Yeah. According to who? According to me or according to the um
0: I would say not according to you. The priest. Yeah, let's say according to the of majority the church, of Catholics.
1: I guess um you hold human life very high level of respect. I like that's one thing I like. They hold the dignity of the human life very high. And I agree because I agree human life is special. Mm-hmm. And, have so much potential to feel and experience things on this interesting level i'm not gonna say that the animals don't have anything like it because probably they do animals are so cool i don't know (laughs) but (laughs) what are we talking about i forgot sorry
0: my well we were talking about what beliefs are and i i think It's one thing to say that they are supposed to be basically a way of expressing what you think is true, but I don't really think it's what they are. I think it's more tribal than that. I think it's more behavioral than that. I I think it's more um, Uh, it's more of a way of like like forming an identity in a lot of ways.
1: I think it can be, but it doesn't. Like I I feel like I'm an example of a person who holds beliefs without changing them life too much because most of the beliefs I ever think that I'm subscribing to I still hold these constants like I always want the humans to be happy that's always my goal is like human flourishing people living good lives and that's what I what I try I try to hold beliefs that make that come true for people the best like that's and that stays constant even though i can change my mind about the labels that i'm giving that i mean left leftist and super conservative people and super religious and atheists they're all want i i truly believe most of them want the same thing which is for human beings to flourish they yeah. want their fellow man and women to flourish that's it
0: speaking of fellow man and women. You're actually my first female guest solo. I did have one that was um, here with her husband, but you're the, you're the first one, not by design. Uh, I, I've tried to have others, but... That's cool. Yeah, that's something kind of fun, I guess, um, given, that, given that that was one of my early criticisms from, for the show. Oh, who gave <laughs> you that criticism? Just somebody passively said like something about it, which... It hey, was
1: hey, why? What's going on? Yeah. yeah, well, did you have an answer?
0: It was just I mean' I've, I, I have two no, I have three female guests that I've like tried to have here already multiple times, and it hasn't worked out yet. Uh, so uh anywho, what are your beliefs now? like what are you what are you fucking with right now?
1: um I'm not I don't feel any particular religion. I never have like my whole life, and so I feel passive about that. And I'm fine that Spencer, my husband, likes to pray with my son and like teach him the sign of the cross. And I, I said, as long as you teach, as long as you don't teach him anything that goes against that core belief that we, that I mentioned earlier, basically anything that goes against human flourishing in the way that I see it. I mean, maybe I could be wrong about the way that I see it. I don't think I am, though. Hmm. So, and that's fine. You can be Catholic and you can do that. There are a lot of, I, there are a lot of very, let's say, well-meaning Catholics that truly. I, I, I've met them. I, I feel like I've, I haven't. I don't know if I've had deep enough conversations with them, other than Spencer. About their beliefs, I've I've seen I know I've seen some behavior and uh, how should I put it, opinions that I do feel are destructive from them, for sure, like harmful.
0: Anything you want to specify?
1: Um, probably they're teaching about um, homosexuality being a sin and like a. I don't know. Do, do they call it like an abomination or something like that? I'm mm-hmm. actually not good about remembering Bible stuff. Yes, but they
0: do. And that is...
2: Uh, I
1: think that's a disgusting, insane... Like, it's fine that it's in the Bible. There's a lot of crazy shit in the Bible. There's a lot of crazy shit in all the holy books. It's not about... I'm not like, oh, that's how you know the Bible is a full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's not the point. Yeah. But...
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good example. It it defines a a a part of the population that then can't live a prosperous life, which seems to go against. Yeah, and it's like
1: so silly. Like, give me a break. Like, get over it. Come on. Yeah. Just and then I, but it it can break down. Sometimes I worry that that it can break down. The belief that it doesn't matter at all, gender, like, and that we should teach everyone gender does not exist. Um, that's a really hard one. I have to think a lot about that one before I can assent to any of the beliefs that I have about it.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's one mm-hmm. we probably don't have to go into too much, but... Uh...
1: So, yeah, in terms of religion, I said I'm very passive about it, but I am not okay. Like, I do hold beliefs that is not okay to use religion as a tool to manipulate people into beliefs that cause them to think that they need to separate they need to hold themselves in some special regard that like i can't i really don't like the belief that like only christian or catholic go to heaven i think that is very damaging and silly and pretentious Mm -hmm. i don't like pretentious beliefs about religion
0: do you currently believe in heaven? But
1: I don't think if you do have those beliefs, you have to be pretentious. Like, I mean, if do you know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. you're... I don't... I don't want to make that clear. Yeah. Sorry. What did you say about heaven? I said,
0: do you believe in heaven?
1: I believe it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe it's possible. Um mm.
0: Okay. I hope it's possible, I think is what I'll, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. It's fun to I'm not going to say
1: no. Like, I'm not going to say definitely there's no heaven. I mean, that's what we're talking about. What are you sure about? Definitely there's no heaven? What's even the point of having that belief?
0: Well, there's, I guess, an equal question of why you would have a belief that it's possible that heaven exists.
1: It's, well... (laughs) Because it is possible. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But,
0: yeah, you're right. I should have said, "What is the is there a value on the other side in believing that heaven certainly exists?
1: Oh, believing it was, yeah, that, you're right. Yeah. Oof. Is there a value?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess if there's no value in, in being claiming to be certain that it doesn't, do you feel the same about people who claim certainty that it I does? I don't
1: like claiming certainty that it does, yeah. I feel similar.
0: That's what I think I noticed most about all of your beliefs. Well, that's what you were talking about earlier, like this. But the way you just said that, I mean, are you... I think I'm somebody who... I'm more reactive to people who claim uh, more confidence than they should. Are you somebody who reacts more to people being more skeptical than they should be? As far as you can tell? What do you
1: mean reacts more?
0: Like... I can I can kind of when people are super skeptical and cynical, I know how to relate to that. And even though I sometimes can think they're way wrong, it's like it doesn't bother me as much as people who seem to like have a lot of confidence in a particular belief that I don't think they that right. warrants that so bothers much confidence. Me
1: more, what you just yeah
0: having uh, more confidence yeah
2: mm.
1: if if you yeah react is that what you mean by react to yeah it bothers me more it well it makes me feel anger almost, like, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like what I've been feeling about, especially about the political spectrum right yeah. now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I get, I get, I don't know why I get angry, but I get like actually aggravated when people are like s- just spewing beliefs that I think do not deserve so much noise. Like what? Uh, you know, I mean, I... I'm selective about how specific I get, and maybe I shouldn't be, you know. But like, I think, um, in so, I think the the main theme is just like all institutions that have any that you can think of any way that they could be corrupt or exclusionary or anything means that they're bad, and that in the way that that's expressed from like everything from the divide between men and women, the divide between left and right, the divide between citizens and police, like, every everything, uh, every way that that is, like, that we're told these days that, like, every every institution we have, everything that's organized is corrupt and bad is what I'd fuck with the least right now.
1: Is that wokeness?
0: I think so, yeah. Some people, I think, you know, can get away with calling it progressivism. I think wokeness is, like, the furthest form of progressivism, the most ideologically possessive form of, of progressivism?
1: Ugh, I don't know. It stresses me out, honestly. I do not like politics. I think they're interesting, but they. F- I think they're exhausting. I like to talk about, like, the foundations of our political beliefs. Like, more, less of the, I, I guess, more fundamental right. um, principles underlying how you would build a belief system like if we were going to build a utopia we could do a thought experiment I would like to talk about politics like that like what kind of policies would you have in your utopia
2: Mm.
1: what kind of laws would you make would you have a police would you let the people police themselves because they will if you don't hire some people put some uniforms the people will just form their own things and like maybe that's better I don't know you said i don't know
0: what do i mean do you have ideas for your utopia no
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think i have like at least like i said earlier no murdering yeah no murdering people and torturing people like causing uh uh-oh and then if you say causing suffering now you have to have a lot of (laughs) rules
2: yep like, what?
1: <laughs> so this is if what, these are the types of things that we need to agree on. Agree on these before we can even talk about what a Republican believes or a Democrat or a, what is the other options? Like, a libertarian? Yeah. They've, they don't like government. Maybe I'm, I don't say I don't like government. I don't think I like our government. She is crazy. It is weird. <laughs> it does not make any sense.
0: I think I noticed, uh, in some conversations I was having recently, I don't talk about politics like some people do where they're like, yeah, Trump did this, but Biden does this. That that never is how I think yeah. about it. I think about it as like, what are what are people doing? You know, and I, I don't know why that difference is there, but that's what I'm hearing part of. In that's what I'm hearing a little bit of in what you're saying. I understand not being interested in like what happens in Washington. But I think for me. I get what bothers me the most is when the way I see it, like political beliefs take people captive and like take over their whole way of seeing the world and that they just embody what that what the it's almost like it's
1: like you were saying they just have too much certainty. Like we were saying earlier, I like, think that's what bothers you the most. You know, you'd rather people be skeptical of their own political belief system
0: well the reason for that is because I want them to be free to be actually awake people and like in interacting in the world and I think that those people who look for that certainty they're kind of like it's like their person is going to sleep and the thing that's driving them and the words they say and the things they do are the belief system that they claim to to hold which I think the, the belief system is kind of holding them I think it's the other way around
1: yeah it's a very it's become too um it's, it's, it's have, it has too much power but i think that that like it got put there artificially so i don't blame people hmm. for falling into that trap that they set for everyone
0: how do you think it got put there artificially
1: well because especially the media like kanye west does he, have you seen his instagram he's going crazy and this and He's a good example because he's not going crazy. He is, but he isn't. I have to, Is it bad to say people go crazy? Because sometimes... Because I work in mental health, and sometimes I say it to my patients, and I, sh- I feel like... Should, is it okay to say people go crazy?
0: <laughs> I sure as fuck think so.
1: I think it is, but anyway. Who was going crazy? Kanye. Yeah, okay. So... The media, the uh, the the Hollywood elite, the pop stars, the movie stars, they all advocate for liberal and and leftist mm-hmm. ideas of the world. Yeah. But <sighs> so in that way, they're giving a lot of power to that belief system. And it's it's I think most people believe it in a superficial way that they don't even know. Like they, they don't do what we just did about the utopia, and they're mm-hmm. not like, okay, first let's figure this out. Now <laughs> we we could talk about what policies we want to have and how are, how like how are we going to run an economy? Excuse me, are you an economist? No,
0: <laughs> right?
1: No, most people are not economists, and if you don't have the like very clear view fundamental like beliefs about how just the economy works that's just one of them i mean insurance health care foreign affairs like there are countries building weapons in mm-hmm. other parts of the world big ones mm-hmm. and forming people like masses like what oh, that's not good it's very <laughs> stressful so it's like well guess what how are we going to make so it's not that's not even what you ask yourself is like how do you make a utopia okay that's great if we figure that out but that doesn't mean it's going to function in this world that we live in now because someone's going to come take your utopia over possibly maybe this is tricky we need to stop thinking that's true i don't think it has to be true
0: i feel like everything you just laid out is a really good example of what we were talking about a little earlier like what the, the complexity that you just explained, I think, is a little closer to real life. That's like real life is complex. Yeah. And it's weird to me that so many people
1: don't they, they prefer
0: this low resolution kind of quick means to an end. That's like red and blue. OK, I'll sign up for the blue team and I'll just like speak for
1: the blue team. No, I don't think that they, that it's thoughtless. I think they do it with a lot of thought. I did it I used to be very liberal like and I would say I still hold plenty of maybe more left-leaning beliefs Mm -hmm. I do um but I don't think that if we elect a liberal congress and a liberal president um things will change the way that they like I guess I have less hope in this label and this I don't know it, it, it's yeah I went from one extreme to the other I was very liberal I you probably met knew me when I was still more vocally liberal
0: and probably when I met you, I would say that's and the vibe I And I think
1: even with Biden, I was a little bit. And then I felt stupid afterwards because... What do you mean? I was vocal about being sure that Biden was going to be a better choice. Oh. Uh, I mean... Oh, God, let's not talk about Trump. I don't want to. It's very stressful.
0: Sounds fine. Yeah. Um I don't think it's thoughtless the way that people are. I think it's out of necessity yeah. or not. Yeah. I don't think it's a true necessity, but I think it's, it really, it makes people plug into the world faster. And I think that's why it happens so much at a college level when people turn into super liberals. What and do you mean
1: by plug into the world? Like feel part of the group. Feel, feel
0: like they're a part of the big narrative. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, it's what we see. Uh, what we've been taught for so long Mm -hmm. so but it's kind of like boring and annoying it's like boring and annoying so I think it would be great people will stop doing it soon I know they will I mean I can remember a time when it wasn't like that I feel like Maybe I was just younger. I was just too young. That's what it was. I was too young to like really even start thinking about my political beliefs. I remember stealing a, uh, a who ran against George Bush. Was Al you, Gore.
0: George. Yeah. The you talking about the second George.
1: Uh, the, the president, the guy who was president. Wait, he was president, right? George Bush. George, when the, tr- when the, the towers went down.
0: Yeah, George W. Bush.
1: George W. Bush. His who ran against him?
0: Al Gore. Al Gore. And then John Kerry.
1: And John. Yeah. So one of them. Um, I don't know. Somebody had a political sign, and it was um for I think it was either John Kerry or Al Gore, and my um. One of my family members taught us when we were kids to go run and steal that sign. Mm. Because they are all pretty, I guess, right-leaning people um, with the exception of... Well, actually, all all the cousins, all the younger generation are more Mm -hmm. left-leaning. And then, yeah, my grandparents, they're... I don't know what my grandma's beliefs. They're definitely more. They're just based in straight up tradition. Sometimes, like it's not even a matter of. I guess that's right leaning. Right leaning likes to think if something's a tradition, it's good.
0: Mm-hmm. This is a, a big pattern that it gets seen a lot. That it's like that. That I at least see in a lot of my friends. It's like um, you start out with conservative parents. Or parents who are more conservative than you become then you start yeah. to get your education you go left you, you go into that like it's a triumphant thing and then as you gain more experience you kind of integrate these things and become a more individuated person I, I would say I, would, I suppose there are exceptions to that there are people who stay in those belief systems forever and all they are is like a chess piece for forever but that was my, that was my path that was the path of a lot of people that I've talked to and it sounds like a little bit of you, too, like you went from being, you know, around people like that to being in school and being exposed to more of the liberal stuff. And then
1: I was very liberal in Atlanta and very <clears throat> right winging in North Car- right wing in North Carolina mm. um, for undergrad. I went to a very liberal school, but I in North Carolina, it was graduate school, so it was not. I didn't get to know those people honestly, and most of those people were not from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go to. I wasn't in that crowd. The most exposure to, like, the farthest right leaning thing that I know is through Spencer's parents, his family. I mean my my parents, my mom not as much my dad in some ways he doesn't quite like to admit it or maybe he just doesn't realize it but he holds more left-leaning beliefs than he realizes um but he would he he just i feel like he um well i don't want to speak for him but i know for a fact he's felt very frustrated with the government before Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and the way it's operating both sides
0: what do you think is, what, how do you define, like, the right and the left? Yeah, I knew that was coming.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> well, like, okay, well, you we said tradition is very important for the right. I want to just stick to the more, like, fundamental things about it and not too much of, like, specific, specific policies. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most important distinct things that distinguish the two is that, Right-leaning people do tend to not trust the government to figure their shit out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas left-leaning people have a lot of trust in the government, which to me is very ironic because they they like to, like, accuse people of being fascist. Mm-hmm. And, like... <laughs> fascism it, is what happens when people trust the government too much
0: yeah let me throw this in there's this weird thing that i observe over and over and i don't know how to deal with it but there's this contradictory nature in every belief exactly what you just said i do think conservatism tends to own patriotism in this way while also wanting small That's government. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, with the left, you've got all this, like, fuck the government stuff, and...
1: Love the government. They'll, they'll well, like, we trust want, the government. Yeah, we
0: want more government. Yeah. But also, like, it's weird. All this, like, yeah. anarchist belief stuff, I think, is coming from very liberal people. Stuff People that are, like, tear the system down and stuff. It makes no yeah. fucking sense.
1: Well, no. I mean... Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. You're right. It was like
0: sh- that one time I wrote an essay that you you reviewed for me and you pointed out. I remember you saying this is an interesting thought and it was something connected to this. It was like how. In in like people who are like atheistic liberals or whatever, people who are like, there's no God and we must live perfectly like Mm -hmm. the atheistic liberal type seems to really put a lot of emphasis on virtue. Whereas Mm -hmm. the like super Christian conservative type seems to put a lot more uh, emphasis on like live how you want, like live freely, which I also Mm -hmm. think is kind of a contradiction.
1: Well, um, virtue. That's a big word. So you have to talk more about that.
0: Yeah. I guess what I mean is like, you think of your—I'm I'm thinking in really generic terms of identity groups that I can, like, genera- like, generally think of in my head. But, yeah, you know what I mean by, like, atheistic, liberal type. Mm-hmm. Let's take Sam Harris, for example. He's very, like—he's invested well, he- in trying to figure out the way people should be. And you would think, in my mind, that you would think that, like, a belief in God— is re- and it has been traditionally related to beliefs about how people should be, how people should act and stuff.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so that's where the virtue thing plugs in. Whereas what we're seeing nowadays is like the people who claim to believe in God and stuff, they tend to also be the ones who want the least, like, I, I don't know. This sounds so general to say, but I'm just going to say, I'm just going to go with it anyway. It's like what you were kind of describing about, the I don't know libertarian conservative side of things that are like hands off and small government, they seem to be more interested in maximizing people's autonomy than they are kind of like about instituting rules about behavior. Except for a couple of uh, of examples that could come to mind, like things well, hold about on, gender cause you're comparing or sexuality,
1: virtue and rules about behavior.
0: Yeah, so virtue so I, versus I would n-
1: argue libertarians actually hold virtue in very high, high regard. It's just, they don't apply it. It's just coming through differently. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess their virtue, the virtue they're focused on is that, well, it's that autonomy too, though. Like they, they're, some of them Ron Paul types were like, fuck it. You should be able to uh, die of drug use if you want to. That's your right. You're free. Whereas on, I would say the, the liberal side, it's, uh, um, you know, I think there's more of that drug use is a bad example because, uh, yeah. that does fall apart because yeah, conservatives does. traditionally have given more of a shit about that. And liberals are more accommodating to addiction and stuff.
1: Oh, wow. You just said a lot of different ideas. Like yeah. you just said a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. We could talk about any of them. Yeah. Listen, I think what you've learned is this: you need to have another episode, right? What do you mean? <laughs> With me, I have to be your regular guest. <laughs> I'll come on like w- at least once, once a month. Once a quarter. Yeah, or once a quarter. A oh, quarter could be good.
0: If I did, uh, if I did every like,
1: solstice,
0: it, that'd be fun. If I did two or three shows a week, which is what I hope to do eventually, uh, I would definitely have you on often.
1: Um, i love it. I love to talk.
0: Same as John Green. I'd love to get you and John Green in the same room. It would room.
1: be, yeah, fun to talk with other people. Yeah.
0: He, uh, and I'm thinking about, it'd be fun to do, um, we, well, actually, you and I were talking about doing some debates, which yeah. I think would be fun to do and facilitate. Um, so anyway, we didn't really get to a solid or conclusive place, but I am, I guess, to go back into the midst of where we were, I always thought that when I had beliefs that they were just like true. And then when I found out that they weren't true, true or whatever, like perfectly true, it mm-hmm. kind of pissed me off. And I'm wondering, mm-hmm. if it, do you resent at all the different like mm-hmm. things that you've no, believed along I the No, because I never,
1: it's like I told you, one of my earliest memories was questioning my most fundamental belief, which was my belief about God. Yeah. So that just kept going.
0: So it doesn't And I like you.
1: that. I'm glad that happened. Because now, no, I don't. It's easy for me to change my mind. Mm-hmm and they truly a full-blooded gemini. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's fun. I've been looking at everybody's like it's, it's fun because I know a lot of personalities because I have to look at people's birthdays. And my job, I see people and their birthday, but I see these people regularly like once a week.
2: Mm-hmm. I got
1: like it's not the same as a regular it's very rare to see people that regularly in healthcare. hmm Only a few specific things, I guess. You would see them that often. And get to know them so deeply and then get to also see their birthday. <laughs> but i finding out that a lot of them are also into it, which is fun.
0: I don't know about this. Um, I just like... I've obviously been exposed to this forever, the whole thing. And I don't know what it... I don't know. <laughs> but I... I don't know how to justify that belief, that's one of them that's like, to me in the total category of like mythology. Yeah. But you seem to be kind of feeling like you're seeing oh, reasons I to see entertain patterns it. In it.
1: Like no doubt there's, it aligns very well. I mean the, what throws me off is I, I'm a person who's very skeptical of everything as we discussed. So I, and my thoughts are getting ahead of themselves sorry basically i question it so much and i keep trying to make it not make sense and it keeps making sense Mm -hmm. like every time you're maybe one of the signs that you may be the only person that i'm not that i'm like "Mm." but i would be really interesting interested to look at your moon sign and your rising sign because those make a big difference too and it wasn't until I learned about the three different ones and the ways they are divided we talked about this a little bit but they're divided by um cardinal fixed and mutable and then they're divided by earth fire water and air Mm -hmm. and they and you can make a grid like that and they line you know they they get categorized like that and when you and and all of those things mean things, so fixed signs are what it sounds like, grounded, down to earth. You, I, I am pretty sure you're a fixed sign. Virgo, I think, is a fixed Earth sign. But air signs, um, I'm an air sign, which air is has. So anybody who's an air sign is supposed to have the trait of adapting easily to change and being a little flighty like uh, just a little distracted mm. and then being mutable it, so mutable means changing easily so it's double rapid crazy <laughs> to be a mutable air sign it's like being a um what would be a good example probably a cardinal fire sign which is leo which is the aries mm because Aries is a fire sign, so fire signs are Aries, Leo, and I think Sagittarius, yeah, and fire signs are what it sounds like, they're just kind of outgoing, like Leo's very outgoing, Aries is very, um, what's the word, Uh, excitable, like excitable, I've one of my friends says they're young souls, so they get excited about things and they want to show everybody. And that happens to align well with a toddler. Mm. So it is funny for my kid to be labeled that. Yeah. Um, but then like my mother in law, she's by far one of the um, most orderly. Like she likes order. She likes plans. She gets very thrown off if you. She likes to like when we lived with her for a little while. She wanted us to write our whole days out with a marker on a giant piece of paper. Mm. I guess that's a calendar. <laughs> I don't have to be so dramatic <laughs> about the way I describe a calendar, but she they do make dramatic ones, like very large charts of things written in a large marker. Yeah. Anyway, Capricorn Earth sign, down to ground. She she matches it perfectly. Every in my. Father in law is very like emotional, dreamy, and he is a Pisces, which is a water sign. Like Scorpio is also a water sign, which is Spencer. He's also a very dreamy, writer, poet, whatever. Mm. It just, I love it. I love that my sister is also a Gemini. I think that's really fun because she's like the only other one I know. And we are, we think a lot of like that constant questioning. That's part of it. Some people say, it could, like, the. I guess the things people like to say are bad about Gemini's and people like to hate on Gemini's and Scorpio's. I'd say that they're the least liked, me and Spencer's, signs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For being flaky, like, Gemini's are supposedly, if you want to generalize and, like, say some of the negative stereotypes, that can come across as flaky. Mm -hmm. You never just say what you what you mean but it's not that because what i mean is that i literally it's just possible that this is my belief not that i'm sure it is my belief except for the one about murder okay (laughs) and like i guess like also punching people in the face (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that like just like unnecessary mayhem Mm. like i can feel confident about that belief
0: unnecessary mayhem
1: maybe unless somebody came along and was like well what if you have to have unnecessary mayhem in order to save this baby right now. Then what can I hold the belief? You could hold the belief that it's the right thing to do, but not hold the belief that it's a good thing to do. Like it's a nice, and and that is like a productive thing. I don't know.
0: (laughs) What is the, is there a utility in the whole, um, what do you call it? Sad asparagus stuff. The, um,
1: Sad asparagus.
0: You know, like a Jiminy Cricket and sad asparagus. Virgin. All these things. What is Horoscopes.
1: Oh, horoscopes?
0: What is it? Zodiac.
1: Okay, so there's (laughs) the thing. Like, I am not so into horoscopes because I feel like that's going a little too far with it. Hmm. Because, I don't know, maybe I just haven't read good horoscopes. I'm sure I could be fine. I'm more into the Zodiac which is just that you have an earth, moon. Well, you have a whole chart. It's cool. You can look at the whole thing for free online. But you have to know the time you were born. I had my time wrong. And this is part of what made me believe it all more. We mm-hmm. talked about this last time I saw you. Um, I was off by like 40 minutes or something, and it changed all three of them. Because before that, I was like, And I kind of let it go because I was like, these do not match this is not this is none of this is true and I didn't even b- bother to like keep worrying about it I guess and then well because most of the time I was like supposedly on the cusp if you look at if you just google June oh should I say I'm not gonna say my whatever on the cusp meaning you can be um between two signs and I always was like okay with that because I always thought I was more gemini than cancer that's the other side. cancers are very like emotionally needy in mm. a way like they 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 feel a lot and i am more of a thinker than a feeler mm-hmm. so to, i was always just like that doesn't match yeah probably. so when i figured when i got the real time and i like and then it said I was a capricorn moon which is a planner organizer uh like, that's my mother-in-law. She's Capricorn. I was like, that doesn't make sense, I think. And like a Virgo rising, which is you. And Virgos, see, this is you. You're the one that, I, like I said earlier, I maybe you are more, maybe I just don't know enough about Virgos, but I think that they have very high standards. I think that's one of their traits. They like, they they are more, I think, of an ordered personality um that's all i can remember about Virgo. that's what it is that's a problem i don't know enough. yeah i don't know how would you even it. describe your like if you were going to describe your personality as it would read in a zodiac sign introverted extroverted
0: yeah i would say like soon uh you will get a new job opportunity or no prof- that's a
1: horoscope <laughs> that is not as cool <laughs> we're not talking about horoscopes
0: okay um horoscopes I,
1: are I, horoscopes are fun like i mean like that's just not i've never found that to be i've never got excited about that the yeah. way that i did the zodiac because the way it just matched everyone so well like it really except you we'll have to just figure that we'll figure that one out later okay we'll talk about it
0: yeah i have no idea it matches what my brother-in-law describe.
1: really well he's a leo colton very mm-hmm. showy like always wants it's he's always like giving a show he is yeah and he loves that attention prideful big <laughs> ego does all the traits of a leo um but leos and geminis get along famously mm. because they're just both a little wild in that way like they, they it's a little external i guess like maybe that's one way the signs are Divided a little bit, like I, I'm pretty sure water signs in general—Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces—they're maybe tend to be on the more introverted side, I guess. If you were going to generalize them in that way.
0: So, what does it all mean if this is all true or whatever? What uh, does it mean? That's
1: why it's so fun because it doesn't really mean it. It's just like it's just it's just fun to talk about. Like yeah. I would never say, "Oh, that person is a Cancer. I can't be their friend ever." <laughs> Yeah. I just think that's taking it too far, and so that's why it's a fun belief to to have and to play with because it's just like it's just fun. I don't know. We don't need to worry about how it's going to trickle out into your behavior, like the way you were talking about earlier. Mm.
0: Well, I mean, I will say I have I've at least known like one or two people that I think were so into it that they kind of yeah. did use it as oh, like a sure. cloak for their behavior, like. I am just this way. I'm just this. And it's mm. like, well, come on. Mm. Like, don't be so, don't be so disconnected to don't the responsibility you have right. for your own actions. No. That kind of thing.
1: Well, people do that with religion too.
0: Oh yeah. hundred percent.
1: Sorry. That's really crinkly. <laughs>
2: okay. Go. It's going. totally
0: fine. There was nowhere much to go. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I'm just surprised uh, that this is what caught your mind recently. Uh, Oh,
1: yeah, it was just fun. Why did it happen, though? Why? Something set me off. It wasn't just, like, one day I woke up and I was like, let me look at this.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, you must have been exposed to this before. It was my
1: friend's birthday, I think, that everyone was talking about it. And they also, like, would post things on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen those memes where... It's just memes of the Zodiac, so.
0: I see shit like that, yeah.
1: You don't. I, I see you people have post things like oh. that. That's how I got exposed to it. I, Why? I guess, you know what it was? I guess it's when I started learning about it and realizing that mine were so wrong, but seeing that it kind of did match most other people, and so I asked them to confirm my birth time because I was guessing that it was eleven thirty seven a.m. and it was ten fifty seven a.m.
2: Hmm.
1: And once I got my birth sign and I got the right three, then I was like, "Oh, wait a second, let me keep looking." And I started looking at everybody's. That's how it started, I guess. So it started out slow, and then. I looked up my sun, moon, and rising, and then I was like, all three of these seem not right. Like, got my birth time, looked at it again, and they were all perfect.
2: Hmm.
1: So then, I then everybody else is so far, yeah.
0: Where did this stuff come from?
1: Like, so that's the constellations. So, like the your so your rising sign is whatever's on whatever part of the horizon. I can't remember the specifics. When you're born. That's why you need to have the time and the location of your birth like because it has to do with where the stars and constellations and sun and moon and all this stuff is at when you're born. And you look at those constellations. So like for example, Casser and Pollux, I think that's how you say it, are the Gemini constellation. So they're the twins. That was, I guess, the constellation where the sun. I don't know. I'm not fully sure on how, like, the birth chart thing actually works, but it's the foundations are in the constellations. And so there's a story of these twins in Greek mythology. And that informs the traits of the Gemini. So um, because they're twins and they're actually quadruplets, because there's two female twins, too, which is really cool. It's sad. I don't know their names, though. But they're harder to pronounce, so I can't remember them. Um, But, so, one of the traits of a Gemini is supposed to be, like, thinks twice as fast and talks twice as fast. Mm. Partially based on the story of the twins and the image of twins, and so... I only know that that I guess I only really know the story of Castor and Pollux. I have a book that explains all the mythology of the each one, each constellation that matches, you know, the Mm -hmm. sign. So it's really cool because I don't know, like maybe when I try to really entertain the notion that it's based in something real i the only my mind goes to energy i guess and the type of energy that's in a certain place at a certain time could it influence the your the, your characteristics like the traits like your personality traits maybe <laughs> i don't know yeah probably like energy what do you mean by energy like, god <laughs> that's
0: the question <laughs> yeah on one hand, I think I notice, well, on one hand, I just don't believe in this stuff, but on the other hand, um one thing that feels stupid as time goes by is like how many different versions there are of like language that represents observations that we don't seem to have better language for, and how it seems kind of it seems a little too frivolous to not try to at least engage in entertaining these possibilities you know um that's like my my more optimistic side speaking and being like it's not a good idea to just dismiss every belief that that is presented to you all the time and never try to entertain the possibilities of what there are out there but my skepticism seems to always win and that part is always like don't no don't entertain anything
1: what do you so so you don't entertain any belief
0: No, I I don't mean it quite as that that harshly, but it's like the conclusion that my skepticism has come to is like: do not give your sense of identity over to anything. So, like anything that sort of organizes you, don't fuck with it, because I don't think that being organized in such a way as that—things that like predate me, things that aren't uh, me—I don't. Wait, you think
1: that about the Zodiac even?
0: Yeah, I would say so.
1: Because it's a system of organ organization.
0: Yeah, and the, it is different because of what you said. Like it describes me in past tense. It doesn't describe what I'm supposed to do moving forward. You know, so that makes it a little different.
1: It doesn't. Well, it kind of does. The zodiac. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like, it doesn't. Like, yeah, I think that your personality traits will inspire your. Like, I. Ended up going to school for philosophy because I had that questioning nature. And I mean, I think in that way, your personality, if it does shape your personality, your personality will lead you towards certain paths in life.
0: Well, your nature would, if that's what it actually describes. What I mean is...
1: But that, you don't have to. You can't be like, oh, I can't do this because of a I Oh, man, I wish I could do this, but I can't. More you know
0: specifically, what I, mean? what I mean is, like, in 2024, I won't be tempted to go vote for the Zodiac candidate for president. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah,
1: well, you would never—yeah, it's not—there's no need to— There's no
0: Zodiac party in the United States.
1: Right. So no, it mean. doesn't ever go that far because yeah. they all have—they all have really bad things about them, and they all have really good things about them. Mm -hmm. like like they're they're not one's not better than the other that's why it's also in a circle most of the time when you look at it i'm trying to think
0: i guess a different way to explain myself is like if there's a well if, if it's like anything that can be there's no better way to explain it as as how it relates to identity but more on a consumer uh level of identity like you know people go to churches and they like pay tithes they like pay for their christian membership people like oh
1: god wait why are we talking about that
0: i what i'm talking about is uh the same as like people give money to the political stances that they believe in people give money they 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 invest in the their own sense of identity there's not well so what i'm saying is i'm not going to go to a zodiac seminar and like pay some paid tickets to hear somebody tell me that i'm a virgo and that this is Uh, how that works
1: (laughs) good (laughs) I'm glad you would never do that yeah (laughs) yeah it's not supposed to ever get that serious most of the people that I know that are into it don't take it that far Mm -hmm. anyway that's I mean it tends to be the case with like most beliefs that I hold like I was saying earlier is that I'm I try not to let it take me away from my core beliefs (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but i guess they're so vague that it seems kind of like what are you talking about i mean yeah not murdering people i mean reducing (laughs) suffering (laughs) i love
0: not murdering people
1: i love how much Uh, it is tied into like everything (laughs) i mean that's yeah i don't know
0: so that is the one belief that you feel most certain about.
1: I mean, yeah, I definitely feel certain. And the only way to question that is to be like, well, I mean, if I want to play my own devil's advocate, which I do all the time. Yeah. Anyway, it would be to say that <clears throat> what if, what about going to war and murdering? Does that count? Is um, Is bad as a thing we don't want to do yeah it counts as a bad thing that we don't want to do does is Could it might might it could it possibly also be a necessary thing that happened and might happen again possible yeah it's possible yeah should we think people are bad or wrong for wanting to be part of that that group that is going to go to murder for us that's where it breaks down that's where that belief breaks down Cause, you know, what am I gonna do? Saying no, let the ex country come, whatever country might come, and they might, they might not. I I I kinda think they won't. i I think whatever war of the future might happen is not gonna be like hopefully it's not gonna be a bloody situation. It's gonna be more of a war that the people don't notice as much which is already happening a little bit mm-hmm. um, a war of technology and science and healthcare
0: yeah I think there's something profound in what you're kind of floating around there about the disconnection that there actually is from like what might be the most ideal thing you can imagine and what might be necessary I feel like that is a big conflict that we experience a lot because I feel like a lot of folks are stuck in their idealism yeah. and in saying like there are certain things you can't do we can't do these things yeah. and we fail sometimes to recognize that like sometimes there's certain things that are necessary to yeah. do and it's true we're not taking that into consideration
1: yeah like some hard ones I think one hard one is like gun ownership I think I mean, some people think if you don't own a gun, you're not a responsible citizen. Mm. And some people think if you do own a gun, you're like
2: part of the
1: reason why people are murdered innocently by guns. Yeah. Those are the two ends of the spectrum that we're working with. So, where would I fall on that?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Where would you? Where would you? Me? (laughs) Yeah. I... Fuck it. I'm, like, very, uh, on a basic level, very in in favor of people uh, embracing the right that they have to protect themselves with weaponry.
1: Okay, how about the distribution of weapons? Should there be any regulation, like, surrounding that?
0: Yes. I, I'm not somebody who thinks you should be able to buy tanks or automatics or whatever.
1: What about, like, just your regular average handgun? Should you have to pass any test in order to buy one? Pistols,
0: you- are, well, for first i guess i'll just acknowledge with most firearms you already do especially what pistols, if you have a
1: background should you be allowed to buy one what if what, you have what, a, what background? a violence of assault with a with a weapon
0: yeah it does get froggy um <laughs> and i'm and for me i'm comfortable with that complexity and working yeah. through that i'm not yeah. somebody who says period. Everyone should have a gun. That's not where I fall on the spectrum. I'm, I'm comfortable with thinking about things like that. I'm comfortable with kind of acknowledging that I can imagine there are some Americans that I would say, um, for these reasons, if we think about them, I could justify, you know, you not having that right, but it is pretty hard for me to like jump. Like, I guess when we're talking about the spectrum, where I am is I'm very I'm more careful about removing people's rights than I am about uh, removing threats. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like doing the best I can to not remove somebody's rights unless I have a really strong. But case that's for the thing. It. Not
1: everybody should have the right. I have the I hold the belief that not everybody should not everybody has the right. You have to earn the right to own a gun. Just because you're born a human doesn't mean you're qualified and. and capable of responsibly owning a gun. I'm thinking about kids who get guns, babies who get guns, criminals who break in, who then steal your gun. There's a lot. Guns are serious thing to talk about. So I hold the belief that it should they should be controlled, but I don't necessarily trust the government to control them.
0: It's exactly what I was about to get into. Yeah. Because like the Second Amendment isn't about because all of what you just described, they're really serious problems that we can hopefully, I believe our best bet at controlling them is socially and, and through like lifestyle and through, you know, being smart uh, rather than because the, the point of the Second Amendment is to that the government can't keep us from this right that we have that they don't give us. They don't give us this right. It's just a right that we have. But that does still require like, your average citizen has to teach their kids about guns if they're going to have them in their house and shit like that. Right,
1: and they have to store them properly. I mean, hidden, locked. And then and then you're like, well, what about when somebody breaks in the middle of the night? Do I want it hidden and locked up in a cabinet? <laughs> it just gets so messy, and so it's a, it just carries so much weight. That's why I think we should go back to just like I don't know. Let's just all have dogs (laughs) (laughs) or like knives. Let's go back to knives and sword fighting. Uh, (laughs) We can never go back. I don't know. Once the guns are out there, they're out there forever. Yeah. Unless. Yeah. 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 There has been the government did come along and say, give us back your guns. People gun turn in. They've done that.
0: Mm -hmm. Voluntary.
1: It is voluntary. Yeah. But they could do it involuntarily. I mean, they just like they're making um, new cars, all cars made after 20, some 22 or 21. I don't know. Maybe not all cars, but I know like there's going to be a good amount of cars that are made with kill switches.
0: Mm. That somebody else's controls. Yeah.
1: Clearly. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing.
0: That's interesting to think about. That's a
1: thing that's going to happen with cars. So don't sell your old car in case you need like a getaway <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's what I'm just thinking. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough.
1: So the intention is, right, like, what if somebody kidnapped your child and that kill switch is what allowed you to stop them and get your child back? Or a police, like, the police uses <laughs> uses the kill switch to stop a drunk driver that would have killed your child. Or... um could be any number of like madmen on the loose (laughs) just that it could be instantly stopped right but then there's a lot of harm it could cause 'cause Mm because obviously if that power is out there we don't know how people are gonna be capable of using it yeah and they will abuse it that's what we've learned i think if we've learned anything if we look at our past is that human beings are greedy when they get power and money and money corrupts I do believe that. I do like that lesson of the Bible. Jesus flipping the tables. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good scene.
0: Rebellious Jesus. Yeah, I, I like I like angry Jesus and I like sad Jesus. Uh, in one of the gospels, you
1: know more Jesus than I do. Honestly, I, I mean, it was my whole life. Yeah, for, it was for, more of your life than it was mine. For w- sure. In one
0: of the gospels, Jesus is depicted more like. Uh, unable to kind of reckon with what's happening and sort of lamenting it and sort mm-hmm. of uh, like he's the victim of God in this way. In and
1: which part of the Bible is that?
0: It's in one of the Gospels. Uh, I don't know which one, but I just, I remember hearing, I, there was this guy, man, I can't remember his name now, but he's he's been a, he was a professor at UNC Chapel Hill for a long time. And I watched a speech from him and he pointed this out. And it was just like, I just thought it was a beautiful idea because we, we get this weird kind of like like watered down like sunday morning version of jesus sometime you know, oh, he's just the savior but when you mm-hmm. look at these he's
1: like yeah way more than that yeah
0: right? it's a lot more complex and when you get into the nitty-gritty and see these kind of different portraits of jesus that different people tried to paint it's kind of fun you know to to make it more complex
1: religion is fascinating i that was like the first thing i gravitated towards in college my sister too She's not excited about it like I was. She's like over it already, but that's okay.
0: Like, so what? Why did you gravitate to it so hardcore? When I when that
1: was like the, well, we talked about how I just question everything. I mean, yeah. that's the question. If you had to say like, what is the question? I mean, if you don't have that question, it's hard to. It can be hard to answer question, other questions. It doesn't have to be. Um but sometimes i guess i wonder about the belief about just the more like the big huge general belief in a higher power and, mm. or a higher force something bigger than yourself if you don't have that at all might it might it be a bad thing it might i'm not sure sometimes i worry it might be
0: i do too yeah and i don't have that belief but i do sometimes wonder about that because you don't
1: have what belief
0: i don't i don't claim a belief in like a defined or or like even a conceptualized higher power that i think exists
1: you don't think any higher power exists
0: i don't claim to believe it that's for sure and i I, you don't
1: know do you believe in the possibility of it that's part of being agnostic is that you don't actually assent to any one specific belief system it's just the belief that there is something
0: well I still don't I don't call myself agnostic just because we're all (laughs) agnostic in that way and I just I'm I'm subjected to agnosticism because like beyond what we perceive as our beliefs none of us can say much about being certain about anything so by default I think that we're all we're all quietly agnostic and then we we buy through our identities, take on the role you of, of affirmative beliefs.
1: You just don't want to label yourself with that.
0: I just I know that that's that's how we all are. So yes, I am like, that.
1: Okay. But okay.
0: But I don't like that's where my identity comes in and where I disrupt it because I don't think of myself as that. So I don't. If somebody asks me, I'm not going to say that I'm agnostic. I'm Why? Gonna,
1: that's just a shortcut word to describe a really complicated belief.
0: Well, like I mean, I'm just being kind of semantic about it. I think because. I don't identify with it. I,
1: but you uh, just said that you can't help that it is part of your identity.
0: Yeah. I mean, like it's part of my name. It's part of, it's our default nature. right? So So
1: you do identify with it in the like most important way you possibly could identify with a thing.
0: Well, no, I don't choose to identify with it. It is part of me, but just because
1: you don't choose something doesn't mean that you can't have that belief. Like you, you think, well, no,
0: that's what I mean. I don't think of it as a belief. I think of it as like when it comes down to it, I'm admitting that, like, certainty is something that can't be had. And so for that reason, saying you're agnostic is like saying you're human.
1: We've had this argument before, and it's hard for me to
2: Mm.
0: navigate. Well, maybe the term doesn't matter. So if if it doesn't matter, and if I'm wrong, and if it's not a part of our nature, then I'll say, no, I'm not agnostic or whatever, because I don't fuck with that term. It just means nothing to me. Um,
1: I think it's stubborn to say it means nothing to you.
0: It it means that it doesn't. I don't identify with it. I mean, what should? What does it mean to to
1: identify with something?
0: Uh, That's a great question.
1: What do you mean by that? When you say that, that's I think where I lost you. Maybe
0: I just don't think it has anything to do with the way that it doesn't inform the way I perceive things, as far as I can tell.
1: That's okay. This is the same argument we were having earlier about, like if something is true about yourself, does it have to inform about your beliefs? Because agnosticism is a belief. Some people are not agnostic. Some people are very much one religion.
0: Yeah. But what, that's what I'm saying is beyond that religion, the truth of them as a blank slate, which they're not one, like I'm not saying that people are blank slates, but the truth of their person, if you took if you took all of their culture and nurturing away from them, uh, And if they were really honest, the same way that we're trying to be, they can't say that they're certain that there's no God and they can't say they're certain that there is a God uh, because the truth of people is that there is no certainty to be had as far as I, as far as I'm concerned. I think the certainty that people claim to have is disingenuous. And for Hmm. that reason, I think think we're
1: fair. How do you mean? What do you mean by disingenuous?
0: I think it's something that we tell ourselves that we're certain about. But we aren't like when it comes down to it. Yeah, same way, but same wait, way wait, that you said you're dif- different. Like,
1: literally, I don't understand the word disingenuous. I think I'm I think I don't understand the definition. Not,
0: not sincere.
1: Not sincere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not honest. Yeah. It's dishonest to like fully assent to one religion.
0: Yeah, it literally means not genuine.
1: And so dishonest.
0: You could say that like because dishonest has a connotation that somebody could be lying it's one thing to lie it's the another lie, you thing You think they're
1: lying to themselves
0: i think they are i think their their certainty has a utility to it but i don't think that it's actual certainty because it uh it can't possibly be
1: why you don't think people can not hold any doubt that they're x god is true as the one and only god
0: Mm, that's a good question they
1: can and those people get fanatical and those people get um violent sometimes too or they use it as an excuse to become violent i don't know
0: i think that is i guess that's why i'm that that's to me an example on a behavioral level of what it takes to justify certainty like that like when people need for some reason to hold certainty so closely to their heart that it kind of radicalizes them to me that's a great example of why it isn't genuine sincere certainty it's it's violent in its nature if it's to that degree yeah what's the violence for if you're so sure if your belief is so secure why 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 the violence
1: yeah. Well, because I think um, it's in the name of like instilling your belief as the the belief. The like. There's me. that. Yeah. It's usually in the name of that. It's in the name of like protesting against something that they would think is the opposite of that belief. Violence yeah. isn't necessarily bad always. Yeah. True. Um. It's not like I don't wish violence happens. I don't like violence yeah. to happen. <laughs> Vi- I mean, violence is a really heavy word. Like, I think um, disagreement is good. And I think we need those feelings of discontent and yeah. negativity and pessimism. And you need We shouldn't pushback. shun all of that. We shouldn't shun all those feelings. Yeah. Because they're bad feelings.
0: Yes. And violence is also like there's there's threatening things in the world and you can't just like violence is this way of sometimes it's it's um, a way of. Well, making borders between like what you're willing to accept and what you're not, you know, and I
1: can't think of a time that I would get violent for my I mean, but if someone were to come around and like try to like take my child, for example, in the name of their belief. I would get violent.
0: What if they just tried to take your kid for no reason?
1: Yeah, of course I would get, I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that would be a very uh, justifiable uh, example for uh, for you to get violent.
1: What would Gandhi say? Did he, Would he really have to say, like, don't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, uh, he, he doesn't say peace at all costs, right? I have no idea. I don't either. My, I heard that Gandhi was actually had some not so good beliefs.
0: I've heard that. I've uh, heard he yeah. did some weird stuff, but I mean, doesn't everybody?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know much about Gandhi. <laughs> I don't know I, much
1: about him either. He went on a hunger strike. Yeah. To, to accomplish something. I believe... And I'm ashamed I don't know what it is right in this moment.
0: I believe his big thing was, like, liberating India, I think, from England. I think that was what he was motivated to do. Yeah,
1: that sounds right, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I. But, th-
1: but was he a pacifist? I don't know that he was, like, this... Because doesn't don't many people think of him as, like, a, a pacifist?
0: Mm-hmm. That is the... That is the general idea of Gandhi that we're often given. So I'm guessing there's you, some reason I don't, for that. I
1: wonder if part of being a pacifist means that you can never be violent at any cost. What about in the name of p- bringing peace? <laughs> like, well, that's why he did a hunger strike because it was the only nonviolent way for yeah. him in his eyes, or it was the most effective nonviolent way.
0: It's a shame that this is a blind spot for both of us because I feel like there's probably a lot here that we could, yeah, we could plug in, but. Regardless of that, let's go back to this one thing. I mean, I don't it's not I don't want to unpack agnosticism too much, but I don't remember why we were going toward this, but um to answer your question, I whether I'm agnostic or not uh, in technical terms, I'm not theistic. Yeah. And for a lot of people that would make me an atheist and that's something that I don't give a shit if I I don't, I I think I've lost a lot of interest in that word because I think I used to like take some pride in it. Okay. I don't think I do anymore. Um,
1: That's cool. I I think that's like a good thing.
0: Yeah. It's, I just, when I started to feel like I was in a community, then I started to be like, this isn't good because I'm just doing the same thing. It's.
1: Well, community is good.
0: Community is good. Yeah. But, But if you're. If you're kind, of, I mean, it's it. It just felt tribal in the same yeah. way that I felt like religion and political ideologies were tribal. I don't want to be in a group that's like that. If I happen to like be in a proximity group where I live in this small community with people, and some of them are musicians and shit like that, I'm cool with that type of community. I'm cool with uh, having friends like you, but like bonding over an identity that's like in opposition to other identities. That's what I'm trying to stay away from
1: mm-hmm I, well I, you don't a lot of people hold the hold identities that you're describing without like it's not necessary that they oppose others just because they hold theirs yeah I know for a fact like one one of the documents that I really like from the history of the church which there aren't a ton I mean that I can name that I say like are important. But this one is good. And it was written in like the 60s, I think. And it's a document. I'm, I'm sure I've told you about this, haven't I? I'm not sure. So it's a document that says basically uh, makes a declaration that official word of the church or whatever that all the religions of the world are on the same path to what they basically have the same goal in mind which is like don't murder people (laughs) and live a good life and be as happy and flourish human flourishing Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and um that we should never, human beings should never, I don't know if this specifically is in this document, this part, but humans can never judge who's going to heaven or hell. Like that's only a Catholic, a, a, a true Catholic should tell you that you can't ever make that judgment. Only God can make that judgment. That's one of the beliefs I feel like gets lost sometimes in uh, Christianity is that, Um, God is not knowable Mm -hmm. and that's why I like there's one Bible verse I like it's like your ways are not my ways or something like this it's in Isaiah so far are my ways above yours something about the star you know the same distance of the stars from the earth something like this and um, if that's true which I, I resonate with that because I do feel that whatever is this higher power, it's higher for, for us. like if it's that if it's higher than us, we're not going to fully understand it. This if there is some sort of stronger, higher force, whatever you would call it. um, If we came from it, I guess, is it more fundamental than us would be the question? Hmm. Because if it did come from it, and this is what philosophers were trying to figure out for the beginning of, like, ancient Greek philosophy, at least. What is the universe made of? Is there something more fundamental than us? Like, some people, I, I think one of the first guys said that it was all made of water. <laughs> like, which is, and they went through all, like, they went, one of the guys said fire. I think probably somebody said air, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, that's like super fundamental. Is there something like it? And and then you break down the belief further. Not just what is all this made of, but who what made it, and that's where it's like. Do, do I think something made it? A thing, I guess something made it. If it made it does it therefore have to be bigger than me or stronger or more powerful than me in order to make me um, make all of this?
0: So a lot of what you've just kind of thought through is is why I don't think of myself as a theist because I don't believe that like people can... I mean, that's just one of many reasons I don't consider myself as a theist, but my issue with theism is claim, like they all seem to be at least connected to some traditions of believing that that this entity this possibility that you're describing has been revealed and that like somebody knows who it is so that's why I don't fuck with it but then there is it might take us back to the original thing you brought up like what do you think is the danger then of not having that sort of like that openness to whatever it is that The The danger of not
1: having that openness is that I think if you are so certain about that, you must think you're doing things better than other people, and like living life in a way that is more pleasing to God. That's a crazy, pretentious claim to make. Which, if you're going to that, your that your religion is living life in a way that is more pleasing to God Hmm. than others. Because if you're going to say that, then you claim to understand God. This is where a lot of the claims about how to be a good Christian or what it is to be a good Christian can break down. Is because you first have to suppose you know how God wants you to act, which I guess if you want to follow the Bible, you do. I mean, it does give you a lot of directions, like don't murder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You like that one a bit.
1: And I mean, the Ten Commandments, (laughs) they're not bad. Like, don't be jealous, basically. Don't murder.
0: Don't boil don't, goat's milk in a certain That's time not period.
1: one of the Ten Commandments.
0: It, it, no, it, that might it's not the be Old right. But.
1: That's some Old Testament. Uh,
0: actually, the Ten Commandments are probably different than you think that they are. Uh, when, like, the second time he comes down with them and reads them out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, they're d- totally different than the ones that we have in the courthouses. Really? Yeah. That's Not totally. Like I think blood. they're about 40% like the different. stuff about
1: goat's blood? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, goat's milk. Oh, it's okay. something
0: strange. There's something about a goat, and then there's something about—there's some pretty weird ones. Um, I'll show them to you later. But anywho, the point being, yes, still, what we refer to as the Ten Commandments, I understand what you're saying. But I guess what I meant to ask was, like, you had said you wonder if there's sort of a cost for people that don't have these beliefs. So you kind of laid so out— For people
1: that don't leave room for the possibility. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, what do you think that people, cost is? What is
1: that cost? It's just like, I guess, it's too much of a risk that it's going to cause you to act in a way that is judgmental of others in a condescending way. Because if you truly hold these beliefs that your way is the way and the one and only way. Um, and a Catholic or a Christian would say, no, I don't have to. My, I mean, I know plenty of them. And I don't claim that they... Definitely are judging other people. I know you can be a good Catholic and not judge other people. You can. Like I know Catholics that are like. I think I know Catholics that are like that. Hmm. Um. So that I guess that's not it. So what is it? Um. Maybe you don't lose any. I mean, maybe we shouldn't worry about it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe like it's the way that my nature is to question things. Some people's nature is to be more grounded in things.
2: Mhm.
0: But so you, do you don't you, do you think there's a cost to being an atheist?
1: Hmm. Like a um I worry more about that. I guess it's hard to say why. I think it has more to do with it just the best way you could describe it is like this coldness. It just comes across as this very like cold, like unnecessarily cold way to be about mm-hmm. the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's where a lot of that anger comes through with atheists. Because yeah. I guess a lot of them feel that you're necessarily part of the problem if you're religious. Yeah, they do like the world like you're somehow less evolved than they are and it's like I don't know probably not sometimes yes
0: <laughs> They think I think they think they're but, the most rational, you know.
1: Oh yeah. Well, yeah, and I was definitely that way. Like I was obsessed with reason for a long time. Yeah. Obsessed with it and I still am a little bit. It's starting to go away more so now, which is a good thing because it can get old, I guess. Yeah. And it can, like, I, it's just a little unbalanced, I think. Um, But I will, I guess, that's a weird thing to say. I don't like saying that. <laughs> that it's unbalanced to be that way. Like, to, yeah, to be that way.
0: Which way? To be?
1: To, um.
0: Obsessed with reason? Yeah.
1: So I guess I got obsessed with Aristotle, who taught people that being obsessed with reason is like the way to live life Ah. because it is the function is the proper function of a human. Like the same way the proper function, like a good broom is a broom that sweeps the floor. Well, like a good human or a flourishing human or whatever is a human that is using their brain and their reason and their, and their judgment.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but you got really specific about it too in that there there's like two different types of knowledge you can have about the world and one of those types you can only get through living life so in that way there's no reason you could you can't reason yourself into that so i guess maybe that's where where it can become unbalanced is thinking you can reason your way through anything and everything i've learned especially with mental illness that's not true mm. it doesn't and and um a lot of our systems of therapy are built upon logic and using logic to like you just want to like analyze yeah and logic the hell out of someone's mental illness that's a, what a lot of therapy can do and it can work but it, i find it that it doesn't always work for everyone, for sure. Because life is, like... You can't filter everything through reason in that way, I guess. The old me would say, yes, you can. And mm. we need to do it. Let's do it right now.
0: <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I think I stay away, too. Part of the reason I stay away from some of the stuff that we've, like, covered throughout the conversation is, like, I do fuck with balance. I do think there's, you know, there's... um. It, I guess, is represented more in, like, Eastern religions, the idea of, of kind of a harmony between two opposites as being kind of the the best thing to aim for rather than the, one yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: Aristotle taught that, too. And I'm sure he probably got it from them because the Eastern—and that's the one thing that is a shame about my education and my liberal school was that they started everything with Western, like— ancient philosophy where the first classes that everyone had to take was started with the ancient Greek philosophers. Mm -hmm. They didn't even tell us there were all these other guys, but of course, you know, I figured that out myself, but I never did get to study it much, which I regret that I would like to learn more because I'm sure, Oh, I know they're super into balance. I know, I do know a good bit bit about yin and yang. Mm Mm-hmm. And the like, hot and cold feelings and the the way that especially... I know a lot about... Well, not a lot, but a little bit about like Chinese medicine. Mm. It's very interesting their way they look at medicine compared to us. And in the beginning of the pandemic, they actually did... I think they did try some herbal Chinese medicine stuff. I don't know much about the efficacy, but... Yeah, I think it's cool that they tried because they're like, don't know what else to do.
0: So I guess one of the most convincing, one of the most like persuasive things I've heard in the last few years, well, it's like a tradition from one of these Chinese religions that I don't really know that much about, but it defined the world according to uh, order and chaos. Mm-hmm. And it was like a balance between order and chaos. Wondering what you think about that.
1: What do you mean, like, define the world? Like, they. Like, what about order and chaos? What's the question?
0: I'm wondering what you think of it as a lens through which to look at the world, I guess. Because the more that I have used it, the more sense it's made to me.
1: To look at the world to do what? What am I trying to do by looking at the world this way?
0: I think, for me, actually, it does end up... um, it's not necessarily a belief system that affects, like, my future, but when I'm looking at things and trying to figure out what it is, uh, try, trying to form opinions about, like, kind of what I observe in the world, I'm looking at it through sort of the theater of order and chaos and which one is, like, trying to win and which one is losing and shit like that, and I think yeah. it, it simplifies things in a way that maybe I've been critical well, of throughout the Like, give me an example.
1: Give me an example.
0: Okay, let's just say what happens when there's a protest that fucks with the way things operate. Like, let's let's just throw out the truckers. Let's just say the truckers okay. in Canada.
1: The Freedom Convoy? Is yes. Is that what it's called?
0: What they're doing is taking a situation where there's a bunch of order and they're throwing in chaos mm. to the point where... Yeah. The order is disrupted to the point that it pisses people off. I think that's when I see things happen. That's the way I look at it, especially in in our country, too. Like I, I look at where's the order, where's the chaos and what are each of them? What which one is justified? Which one is.
1: Oh, yeah. Now if you're talking about which one is justified. Yeah. um,
2: Yeah.
0: Or how is there a balance? Or, or, or is, is it where better? Is there an to, imbalance? Where
1: is the balance? Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's hard. um I don't know what to think about that. I mean, it's just true that that is what we see and reflected in the world, or we see people trying to keep order and then people not trusting those people and bringing chaos. but is that I mean, I don't think one's bad and one's good. I think they're both necessary, that's and right. yeah, so. And it can be, um, I guess, a kind of a more poetic way. I always feel that way about Eastern religion and even just their, their whole aesthetic to me is very poetic in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just found it to be, it makes a lot of sense. And I don't think I think of it as like, it certainly don't feel to me like any of my experiences with religion or political, uh, like identities, it's more just like, I'm looking at power struggles in the world. And I do believe that a harmony between these two things mm-hmm. is like how you strike yeah, sort of a positive the middle place. ground.
1: That's a teaching in a lot of like different belief systems. Yeah. So it's like, that's something Aristotle taught for sure. was like a middle way. He, he, he was very clear that extremes are not good. Like, I think that's a Buddhist teaching. Yeah. Like the middle The middle way and but we learn by the extremes so I guess I don't know like it just seems exhausting that we've been learning for hundreds thousands of years now Mm -hmm. and it just feels like we haven't gotten far you don't think so? I mean in some ways like obviously we don't have to worry about like survival as much as we used to. So that frees us up to do more thinking about stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but oh, That's a big one.
1: But if the goal is human flourishing, and that's a, such a fundamental question that so many people disagree about what that means. So how you could possibly ever agree on the political system that shapes your world into a world that promotes that type of flourishing It's impossible. It's like, what? Everybody has different ideas about what it means to flourish.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So I would say I'm simple in my idea about how to flourish. Mm. And I do think it's important that human beings are able to use their brains in this higher level way. But that can be done while... I don't know, doing yard work and stuff. <laughs> I mean, you can still have to do chores and use your brain in a higher way. Um, or I, I I, always feel I felt the worst when I worked in a restaurant. Like that was the worst I ever felt as a human. Mm. But, or like the most depressed because I felt like a robot. Like And especially when I worked at a restaurant that told me I had to say, the same thing every table mm, yeah and then they like say they, they like um try to tell me they they had secret shoppers and they were like you didn't say the thing <laughs> that you were supposed to say mm. because I couldn't I couldn't do it it's just like I'm sorry you're wrong this is not the way to do this where it's not I mean they'll do that that's like one thing i don't like about chick-fil-a is like um they used to say like that would they say have a blessed no they don't say have a blessed day it's my pleasure it's
0: my pleasure yeah
1: you know that they have to say that <laughs> yeah. and it's like and like Moe's when you walk in and they yell at you i hate that <laughs> i hate that so much like i hate it enough that i will never go and i'm serious it's ridiculous like Oh, you think your little marketing team, you guys think you're so smart. Mm-hmm. You came up with this one thing that you can do every time. And it's always, I guess, like in some ways, I guess some people like that maybe. Yeah. That's I'm, okay.
0: I'm with you. I feel totally why? manipulated. I have
1: no idea why we are talking about
0: this. I think it's great.
1: <laughs> See, this is an ever ending conversation. Yeah. But anyway, and that goes back to what I was trying to say about what I believe is human flourishing Mm -hmm. is that ability to fully exercise your brain and not necessarily an academic way or like a scholarly way. It doesn't have to be like that. Mm -hmm. Just um, you could apply it in a lot of different ways. Like a lot of different trades and crafts and and arts and uh, you know, it's just uh, you you take a skill and become a master of it. Or, I mean, you don't necessarily have to master something. There's a lot of ways to do it. It's it's very vague in that it, there's there's a lot of ways to use your brain in, in this state that is a state of flourishing i would call it it one thing i at one point i read a book about this lady who was like i think it was about aristotle and eudaimonia and which is i which is his version of flourishing and happiness Mm. And they compared it to being in a flow state. And this is a state that m- athletes can get into, musicians can get into. And it's when you're doing something that you've practiced a lot and you're doing it in a way that's like you're you're like, oh, I don't know how to articulate it. But not you know what I' conscious
0: mean. at all and not like, yeah not
1: even thinking about it. like and yeah. yeah, there's yeah, definitely not self-conscious, but it's also really. It's stimulating to you. Mm-hmm. And cre- you're, you're like, like that's why I feel like jobs where people have to do the same action. I mean, it can be meditative, I guess, but and you don't have to. I mean, I'm not saying if you do a job like that, you're doomed to not have to be like live a life of flourishing. You you definitely can. You mm-hmm. can, but I think. Though you you can't help but get sad at how many hours you had to do that one task. That's not typically like playing basketball or doing a painting or even creating um, a like a dish, like making dinner. Yeah, making food and planning what you're going to eat and um, gardening. It doesn't have to be. It's nothing like crazy, you know. But in that way, our, our, our system that we have in this country is clearly just doesn't seem to promote, be promoting and allowing people to flourish in the, in the way that they're best suited to or that they're capable of. It doesn't allow humans to reach their full potential of happiness, I think.
0: I think well, that's a tough one too because I think this country actually, because of our economic mobility, that's kind of such an emphasis. People are encouraged toward that in some way or another. People, at least, I think applaud people more if they if they can say, "I started a business and like I love it." I think people respect to, that. Like,
1: think about minimum wage though. I mean, it's impossible to get out of that trap if you're trapped in like for most people are like trapped in a minimum wage minimum wage is hasn't gone gone up with it like it has not gone up with inflation
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's it's not a living wage
0: no, I mean I'm I'm with you. There are definitely problems with that idea. How can but you flourish in that to, world
1: though when you are like worrying about am I going to have enough money to pay well, it's rent? Not that,
0: I'm not saying you I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying like you said in this country or in this system and in this I'm, system, I'm yeah. comparing it to like China or El Salvador I'm really bad or other com- places.
1: Yeah. I I am really bad at at understanding how their political systems impact their ability to flourish because. I can only see it from the outside in a way, I guess. I, there are some like obvious extreme examples like North Korea or something. Clearly, those people are, they can't be flourishing because they're being tricked, right? Like they're being like brainwashed, right? To well, think that yeah. the supreme leader is their god. Like that, therefore, they're like robbed of their humanity in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have, like, a really easy, extreme, like, obvious example with that. But
0: Well, there's also limits to what they can even choose to do, right? Yeah, professionally or otherwise. So I think all I'm saying is I was just pointing out I don't think America is unique in this. I think we actually are a better system for human flourishing or whatever, individual flourishing, than some other countries are.
1: Yeah, compared to some others, yeah. But,
0: I mean, also you're right. And I think what I'm hearing as you were talking through some of that is also culturally how— Far removed we are now from these traditions that like in the past have been used as examples of what gives meaning and what gives like sort of uh like i'm and I'm not saying that they were this I'm just saying that for a long time, I think religion and different things like religion and labor have been thought of uh religion and labor in the form of before we like had industrialized so much. I think we're thought of as the lifestyle that that, you know, kind of justified our life and gave it purpose in a lot of ways. And I think now is a time that we're so far removed from that. And some of the philosophical anchors that, you know, used to used to used to be sort of lighthouses for us to to sort of like access that flow state that you're kind of talking about
1: before. So you're saying before the Industrial Revolution, we were better off,
0: not better off all in all. I think, like on a on a comfort level, we're way better off now. But I think, like yeah. that aspect of our lifestyle, what that we've disconnected. Do well, you think from- we're further
1: disconnected from a- these anchors of? But I don't think that those things are like anchors that are needed in order for humans to flourish. But I, I mean, having them might be. I don't know. I guess it might be helpful. I mean, I think there's
0: a question about, like, what it means that for so many centuries we participated in what it meant for us to survive. Like, we participated in our own agriculture and our own, like, sort of making sure that our society was safe.
1: We're disconnected from that. Yeah, for sure. We're really far removed from that. And it's a shame because, like, we could be growing so much food in our own yards. Yeah. Um, Kind of. I don't know if you ever tried to have a garden. It's not that easy. (laughs) And you would, I've actually talked about this. I've talked this out before. This My idea for like everyone having a garden in their yard is, well, in my world, I guess, my utopia, that would be one job of the government. It would be to like come knock on your door, give you the supplies or tell you what supplies you need. And tell you what y- your yard is suited to grow. Because if you try to plant some shit that doesn't grow and like needs full sun, you only have sh- partial what I did that. I planted like I didn't know all the rules about mm-hmm. it. And I could grow cherry tomatoes, tons of them. And that <clears throat> that spot, that dirt, whatever I had going on there was working, you know. So that would be a good function of the government, I, I think. Mm hmm. Like, they should be, they should make our lives, they should just streamline things a little, I guess.
0: You think that would be the ideal role of the government?
1: Kind of like a, I don't know. There's a lot of roles of the government. I, I'm really conflicted about, like, being... Like, holding very solid beliefs about what the government should and shouldn't be doing. Because in order to hold those beliefs, I have to hold other beliefs mm. that, I, like, not figure those out, I guess.
0: <laughs> Doesn't the term utopia stem from something like no no place?
1: That sounds right. I feel like I even looked it up recently. I don't know why it came up in conversation.
0: Yeah. I get really skeptical about people who think who not not you not like the thought experiment Yeah, I but know what you mean. There are people who really believe like in a communist utopia or something and I'm like, "Man, fuck off with all that <laughs> shit."
1: I mean, that's like kind of like what's it called when two things contradict each other in the same what is that called? Paradox? Yeah. Pa- that's a paradox? like a paradox, yeah. I think, or like a yeah. Um because in order to have a communist Society, you have to take away freedom. You have to limit freedom. Mm-hmm. Somehow, this got tied up. Lately, I'm seeing the notion of freedom getting tied up with the notion of race, which I think is really strange. Interesting. I like saw that recently where this the truckers' convoy of oh my kit, god can, the, the, this convoy of freedom. Um, they they I saw one thing that kind of supported this idea that they were entitled or privileged in some way that because they're white and that's why they value freedom i think that's a very dangerous spin to put on things because yes, first of is. all and it's also very insulting to other races to think that they don't value freedom in this way yeah there were there were people of all races as part of that um, because people of all races value freedom.
0: This subject it drives me wild, especially after this last week uh, with some, like Trudeau's just I fucking hate him. Uh, I really fucking hate him. And uh, so I don't okay. want to go down this too <clears throat> much, but like, um, yes, I totally agree. I mean, I think there, that simplification that we that I've been criticizing throughout. Part of the problem is that it seems to come with these simplified packages of stuff the same way that people are like well i so i personally associate uh striving to not be racist with liberalism so i must be a liberal but therefore what is that in your mind psychologically what does that tell you conservatives are people who are willingly willingly uh either passive or Intentional about being racist. Yeah. That's not what they're motivated by. And it's really frustrating to me to watch that shit play out in people's language and decision making.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, that struck a chord. I'm so fucking mad at at that right now.
1: Well, yeah. So when I saw that, I felt also in lately, not just that, but plenty of things that, that I've seen lately in the media are... Infuriating because I just feel that they take, try to take advantage of fear, like Mm -hmm. in humans. And I hate, I really hate the idea that if you, oh, I don't want to talk about vaccination stuff. Let me think, let me think of how to put it in a more fundamental way. It's like, the idea that... I don't like the idea that if you choose not to get vaccinated, you, therefore you don't care about other people dying.
0: That's the same same thing, yeah. That weird, like, deriving a, a malice from somebody's d- decision. Like you're,
1: like, entitled or privileged to even have the audacity to hold that belief that, like, it's not the right thing for you to be vaccinated. Yeah. Um. That's sick like that is sick that that is a thing that people believe and that I'm pretty sure even our government that's their message be a good like be a good person you should care about others do I'm doing it for other people yeah you can't tie up those two notions together it's really manipulative and it's a it's a it's a bad sign. That is not something the government should be doing. The government should give us the facts and not the opinions. Yeah. The opinions are up to like each person to talk to you with their doctor. True. Yeah. And I I guess I'll just go ahead and say this disclaimer now since we talked a little bit. I am not um giving any medical advice right now about <laughs> vac- vaccinating and COVID and none of this counts as medical advice. None of this represents the opinion of anyone I may be affiliated with, any organization. Yeah. And it's simply a conversation about the world we're living in. Yeah. And on the observations that I'm making.
0: And particularly about people kind of taking something like that and creating this false, this false ultimatum. Do you want to be a bad person, or right. do you want to subscribe to this idea?
1: Yes, and yeah. that's
0: what is happening, I think all the time and I remember watching it happen uh I remember not being surprised when I used to see this device used by conservatives, but i it's become more and more clear that it's used by fucking everybody, yeah like for to justify all sorts of shit, and we just can't afford to be this stupid if I'm being honest. We can't afford to be this mischievous in the way that we try to talk to people and accuse them of being immoral all the time they
1: don't think I don't think it's a matter of being stupid I think it's a matter of being scared I think people are truly scared of about what to do what is the right thing to do what is the right way to behave who should I believe who can I not believe there it, it, it all comes from a place of fear it is does. fear
0: more stupid than bravery?
1: Stupid. Okay, we need to change the word "stupid." I like it. (laughs) Is it? Is it? You got to give me a different word. I can't even. Uh,
0: uh, Malicious. Uh, uh, I think. I think manipulative is. is Like yeah, you mean like
1: you mean like trying to trick people into doing things is like in the name of being brave.
0: I think it's this that what I'm what I'm criticizing is people miscategorizing their perceived enemy in a way that strawmans them and makes them sound different than what they are it's dishonest descriptions of who it is that you're in opposition of or to or whatever opposition with
1: versus what
0: versus like being truthful
1: what is the question I I forgot the question
0: we were talking about I like. I'm talking about the the mechanism that people use on a linguistic level to say, to simply say things like, they give you an ultimatum that if you don't believe this thing, then you are this immoral person. Yeah. And I think I was calling that stupid to do, oh, like, st- <laughs> saying that we can't do that. <laughs> oh, manipulative. But, oh, I. But see. now I'm saying manipulative and kind of cr- like bad intentions behind it.
1: Yeah, it is. It, yeah. So what's the so the the, dichot, the the dichotomy is usually if you do this you're a good person, if you do this you're a bad just good and bad mostly.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: People get more worried about that than anything else. Being labeled as good and bad. Yeah. So is it, that is like the ultimate th- way to manipulate people?
0: My so. personal take is just that we There is a better place for us to be, and it's one where instead of trying to participate in this, like, war and manipulate one another into, like, being defeated, I think we have to start relying on each other's strengths more. That's my whole thing with ideology that I've, like, spilled us. I've, like, we've talked about it extensively, you and I, and uh, I think that's the purpose for me is, like, encouraging people to, instead of engaging in that manipulation of one side and another, like, trying to encourage people to... Instead, see see the benefits uh, of two opposing ideas and try to build a best idea uh, out, you know, a bridge that connects them. Yeah. Again, that goes As, back to the balance thing. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, how do you live in that middle way when you can't even elect a, a political official that has those beliefs? Because I, I don't think conservatism is the equivalent of the middle way
0: i don't either yeah
1: so that's not a good even way to like even like people who say they're in the center i don't think that really matches a middle way either i think honestly the middle way is more of like it's more extreme than conservatism or being in the center because it's going to take extremes from both ends possibly um i mean we could get more specific if you want but
0: well, I think we're almost there, but I totally agree, though. Like, I've never really believed that centrism was a real thing. I think it's more just, like, what I strive for is a feeling of being constantly awake enough to, like, interact with information.
1: Do you, what? Say that again?
0: What I strive for is not, like, to, to call myself a centrist. Like, I'm always in between. But to be mm. to feel awake enough that I'm engaging with information like actively as an active awake participant. Yeah,
1: you can't like look at any piece of information objectively if you already are labeling labeling yourself. Right. I do agree with that. Um, but we differ in our beliefs about I think ideology more generally, but I think in the political way, it's not helpful to label or subscribe to these labels of ideology in our country. Yeah. Leftist anarchist Antifa. Uh, what's the other ones? What's like the alt-right Jesus, (laughs) all these words. Uh,
0: well, so I, I guess we ought to wrap it up. So I guess the theme for today is that you don't, you're not in favor of murder. (laughs) That's the main, that's the big takeaway.
1: Yeah. And like, I want people to, to flourish. It's exhausting trying to figure that out, but that's just I don't know. That's what I'm obsessed with doing lately, I guess, is like trying to get more clarity on the way to live while also just trying to live. So, yeah. I don't know how you do that, but I've been doing like I've been doing pretty okay with it, I think. I don't think I've like Hurt people. I mean, I have. We all have hurt people in one way or another. But it's it's frustrating to feel that I'm capable. Lately, lately, I feel that I am capable of more than I am doing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm trying to learn this, do this logic based therapy certification, and I can't not get it done. Um. And I want to, like, learn more psychiatry. And I want to learn more, I guess... I've always wanted to get a clearer picture of history, like, just general, like, history of the world. Yeah. And then I want to do things like playing guitar and painting and cooking and all of that stuff. Yeah. And I'm very lucky that I have more time than average to do those things because I, I work half-time, like, 20 hours, but... The other half, I'm being a mom to a toddler, which is a lot of work too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's it's what yeah everybody is trying to just find a balance, and I but I worry that like people are also just so exhausted by their situation and their circumstances, especially financially, that they don't even get the chance to explore their humanity. So that's one thing I like about Catholicism is they tend to have a sort of socialist slant on their political beliefs Hmm. and redistributing wealth is important to them and they were really big on charity like they're one of the biggest charitable organizations they might be the biggest charitable organization in the United States I'm not sure. They're close they donate a lot of money Um, and I do think that's probably one of the things that needs to happen. Like there is these super concentrated pockets of wealth that's just getting getting exponentially more wealthy. And it's like why do we need to have it so concentrated and like have people suffering so badly? It's billions and billions of dollars that are being amassed by corporations and single individ- individuals. What what are you going to do with all that money? Like, like, what is Jeff Bezos doing? He's building a stupid fucking boat that they got to tear down a bridge. That I don't know why that really got to me. They, he, like, built this boat somewhere that...
0: Yeah, why didn't they just build it on the other side they, of the bridge? Yeah,
1: like, they, they just, they're like, <laughs> fuck this bridge. I don't care. I'm going to do, I'm going to build it here. And where the fuck are you even building this boat Like that is, it's like in Holland or Germany or something, right? The bridge is somewhere in Europe. mm well, it's just gross it's gross that the wealth is so concentrated
0: yeah i don't know i mean like like thomas soul has said like uh the default is poverty that's the default and so the fact that people get the fact that we've like the fact that we've decreased poverty abject poverty throughout the world to the scale that we have is like a plus, and it's a good thing about today. Yeah. The fact that we have rich people doesn't really bother me. If I, but
1: if, it's not just rich; it's super rich. If
0: I got super rich, I'd be fucking stoked about it. Of course so you it's, would. It's a little hard for me to. It's not that I don't resent it because I do. It's not about but,
1: resenting it; it's about getting pissed at the fact that they. First of all, it's the way this wealth is accumulated. Most of the time, these are not like. Random ideas like this guy like invents the toaster or something <laughs> like this is a lot of dirty money. Well, I mean, there's did... a lot of gr- there's a lot of corruption in this money. Yeah, but
0: I mean, that is sh- if gross. there if there wasn't, would you feel differently?
1: I would still feel it's unnecessary. I wouldn't be so grossed out by it. But I also think if it was collected in a more altruistic way way or I don't know if that's the right word a less corrupt way
2: mm-hmm. it
1: wouldn't it, they wouldn't concentrate it they would redistribute redist- you know what I'm trying to say redistribute redistribute it and um, not that you have to I'm not saying we need to like make laws about it I don't want to take it that far maybe mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would have to think more about that but is it's definitely needs to happen more in this country they there needs to be uh, that's one thing I feel somewhat certain about is that this unrestricted I guess it's part of capitalism right the government stays out of The economy in that way they don't set these rules and regulations for corporations and their behavior right so that's how pfizer for example can get away with still being making billions and billions of dollars after they've been sued for false marketing
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, because they already have so much power
0: I and mean, it isn't like the government and, isn't and, involved in the economy at all. Like it does. There are no, I'm not saying of,
1: that no involvement. Yeah, um, it's about the regulation of goods and the production of those goods. That's one trait of capital, capitalism. Capitalism, right? Thing, is yeah. that you do what you want. Like if you want to go use child slaves, like Nestle did, Nestle got sued by the children. Um, the whole, I think it was like the whole Mars chocolate company. Who got sued? Yeah, um, coincidentally,
0: right when they were going through this uh, apparent
1: M and M's rebranding thing. Yeah, I yeah. So it's just stuff like that that's gr- like so gross. I think.
0: No, yeah. I mean, I am with you. Like, it's not like I don't see the grossness. I just <laughs> am a little, like I said earlier, when it comes to like when we get into the realm of like, it's one thing to be grossed out. It's another thing when we do start talking about okay. What has to be restricted on a right. government level. That's really and that's tough. that's where I'm starting to be like, well, hold on now. Yeah, You're I'm not lose saying I
1: know the way. All I'm saying is clearly what we have in the United States is an example of something that's gone way awry. Like this shit is a muck. It's a run amuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's doing damage and causing harm to people. Yeah. So I feel confident that like this is not the way to do it the way we're doing it like is it does that doesn't mean it's not better than maybe it is better than other ways but there's definitely a better way than this too
0: i do think we're missing a lot yeah and so i guess what i'll say is maybe next time we get to sit down we'll figure out (laughs) what all that is and we'll solve listen this conversation
1: is forever to be continued (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) and we will do more of them okay Um, I guess, I guess we'll call it a day for yeah. now. And I, I have enjoyed it, and I hope next time we'll also argue more because I always enjoy arguing with you. Yeah, you are a fun person to argue with. So, okay, good. Thanks for doing this. I know it's like not your usual thing, but thank you for coming. Thanks and doing for it.
1: having me. It's really cool to be asked to do this to like share your thoughts and opinions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like I have really enjoyed over the years watching you navigate all these things that you have uh, on a belief level. So. I just wanted to fucking I don't know unpack that some more.
1: Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, uh I guess that's it.
1: Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um.